Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Everybody, you know what time it is. That's right. We are back with the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, we got episode 25 coming at you titled Party in the Sip, because tonight we're going to do just that. We're going to party in the sip with Ole Miss baseball star Trenton Lyons. We're going to get Trenton's story. We're going to talk about how he ended up at Ole Miss, but most importantly, what the expectations are on the upcoming baseball season. Jim, let's not waste any time, man. Let's get right to it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview in podcasting this week, our man, our friend, Ole Miss baseball star Trenton Lyons. Trenton, our man, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good, guys. How y'all doing? I'm doing good, but I'm going to be honest. This first question I'm going to ask you out the gate for an icebreaker doesn't sit well with, for me. You know, I even write these questions, and, you know, I'm going to do this to myself, and I'm going to ask, you know, I'm an LSU fan. You can see all the stuff behind me, but, you know, obviously you go to Ole Miss. Did you go to the football game? <laughs> Heck, yeah, I did. That was awesome. Yeah, that, and that's what I was going to ask you. I mean – Talk to me. Did you did you end up on the field? I mean, just how electric was it? Uh, I, I wanted to be on the field, but uh, all the frat guys were down low, so uh, they took a while to get on there. And you know, I probably would have been about thirty minutes. So I got up there because you know we sit kind of high. So well, I'll tell you, it was it was a blessing. You you were talking before the show, um, Daniel's Memphis flag. Uh, my wife went back to school to the University of Memphis, and she yep. really wanted to go to the Boise game. It was family day out there, so we could take mm-hmm. the kids and whatnot. So um, I actually sold my tickets to my nephew, who's an LSU fan, so he could go. And the, little did I know that was going to be a blessing in disguise because, you know, obviously Memphis won. We had fun as a family. Had I gone yep. to Oxford, I would have had my heart ripped out and watch yeah. y'all had fun. So I ended up at the right destination. Um, didn't have right. to get to see y'all celebrate and rub it in my face but i do go to church in north mississippi and you better believe the pastor brought it up 10 seconds into sunday morning same. Sunday. i was same. like i, I can't I mean, church, church ain't even a second yep. i had the same thing happen to me our, i'm catholic so our, our priest was uh bringing it up and trying to bring the uh, lsu fans in because you know there's a, there's a lot of them there over yeah. in the Catholic i mean you church, can't even so. i mean church isn't even a safe space no more trend i can't i lost <laughs> on saturday night i can't get away from it on sunday what's that about you know what i mean Boy, you, yeah, you, think, I you think jesus don't watch football <laughs> i mean Bro, he watches all on. of it you know but He's, jesus must be an lsu fan that's what the rumor is in louisiana you know what i'm saying so it shouldn't have happened i so, mean hey 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 
You see what happens. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not a fan fan of those guys. Yeah, you know, it goes both ways. You know, y'all had your year last year. Yeah, no doubt. And we had 2019, which is unforgettable. So, and yep. then as far as baseball, hey, you know, it's been good for both. You know, 2022 championship yep. for Ole Miss, 2023. I think both are going to be back in the running this year. So yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. But let's break the ice a little bit more. Uh, if you had your own uh, talk show and you could have any guest celebrity, mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be an athlete, you know. Who's somebody that you'd want on first? Snoop Dogg. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's, sure. a, that's a new one. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he would uh, – I think he'd bring good vibes. Love the vibes of him. Uh, you know, he may come in a little little different, but, you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. You know, it's his personality. Yeah, as long as, as, long as you're not doing it as a college athlete. Yeah, right? no, exactly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think he'd be awesome to talk to. So, you know, karaoke, man, some people like to do it, some people don't. But if you have to do it, which I've seen the Ole Miss baseball players down at the bars, down at the library and stuff doing it before. So yeah. you had to sing a karaoke song. What what are you picking? I don't know if it's a karaoke song, but real slim shady, Eminem. Well, that's what I'm talking about. That's mm-hmm. that's our time, Daniel. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. I, I would I would jump in on that. Like we we I think we I think we could get enough people on stage and just take over on that one. I like that. All right, this is an interesting one, man. Uh, celebrity crush growing up, man. Who, who was she? Uh, I, I I didn't have one growing up, but I'd say recently, Jen Ortega. She's kind of newer, you know, newer to the. the I wonder scene. if Daniel even knows who that is. Daniel, do you know who that is? Yeah, that's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. That's, that's, but the thing is, the problem with Wednesday is is they kind of make her look younger and that. You need to watch, like, mm-hmm. Yes Day. Like, you get it, but none, yeah. nonetheless. It's the return of the... Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said... I don't know when the last time I heard that song. Dr. Dre said he's locked in my basement. You're going to have to cut it before it starts saying something that's going to get us in trouble, Daniel. I'm not, I'm not sure saying that whole thing. Daniel, we can't have him on karaoke saying cuss words. Why not? Because that's we don't we're supposed to be building his image for Ole Miss, not taking it backwards, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think I think someone who's down with Slim Shady is is what that's that's building an image. Bro. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my favorite thing I used to tell Daniel Trenton going to Mississippi State games two years ago, um, back when Brad Cumbus was on the team. Uh, it was so funny because Kellum Clark would bat before him. And so he would come out to Eminem and then Cumbus would come right behind him with John Deere green, which is as country as song as you can get. And so just those two songs going back to back for walk-up songs was the most interesting dynamic. But this last question, and then I'll let Daniel jump into your story. is actually the most important one. I mean, is, is, is this better for you? Yeah, it is. Can I get my question out or are you going to keep playing music? What is that? I don't even know. Love is just oh. that they may prove I mean, this is your girl right here. He didn't say he necessarily liked her for her singing, bro. Wow, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really her singing. That's, that's a random song. So I even, that's not even in the, uh, the, the show. But but this is what matters most of all. All you know, karaoke, celebrity crush, all that, it doesn't matter because you're an athlete. And the question is, who is your favorite athlete all time? All time, Albert Pools. 
Love that answer. We love that answer. That's a solid answer, you know, and it's a it's it's a good answer to segue into talking about you because we go from one great to the next, and you know, Trent, we always got to ask, you know, the the backstory. We want to know a little bit about hometown and growing up and just life in general. So, you know, start with this. Where are you from? What's your hometown? Uh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Where is it? Never heard of it. No, um, no the well, question is know. the suburb, because <laughs> you say Memphis, and that means basically which suburb you live in. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I actually live in East Memphis, you know, most people. Oh, he can claim. Most, most people like uh, like Sonia and uh, Burford, they live in a couple suburbs outside East Memphis, like kind of. Just call it what it is. They both they're both guests of the show. You can call you can call Sonia out for living in Collierville and living that. No, I, I do. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything. He's an upperclassman, you know. He's been through it, but uh, you know, he 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 doesn't live in Memphis. I, I live in Memphis. I'm I'm in East Memphis. There you go. So we're we're real in there. That's right. Real, recognized, real man. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about family life. You got brothers, sisters, mom and dad, all that growing uh, up. Yeah, I got uh, my mom and dad, you know, they're all from Memphis. Uh, dad's from Whitehaven. Oh, Whitehaven. Shout out. He's from the Haven. And then my mom's from Millington, Tennessee. And then, uh, yep. And so my dad. You tell your, can you tell your dad something for you? Because my wife's from Millington, Tennessee. Yeah. Can you tell him I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- I think she's, she's uh, I think I need to tell her. Uh, her I'm sorry because, you know. He's from Whitehaven, you know. That's a little rough. Uh, but he he came from Whitehaven when it wasn't what it is now. Yeah, you know you're right. Millington's, Millington's I don't know, man. It's it's special. I give my wife a hard time since. I mean, I, I I I love Shelby Forest. You know, I like it out there. It's a good <laughs> place. But uh, yeah. So uh, my dad, he uh, he played baseball at uh, Memphis, and uh, ended up uh, signing a free agent deal and playing with the Red Sox for a couple years in the minor league system. And uh, I got an older brother, which is at Memphis now. Um, he's uh, he's been doing really well, and uh, it does, he touches about ninety five, ninety six, and uh, he's he's looking to try to be a starter this year for them. Uh, he's a senior, so he worked his way up from CPU uh, D two in Memphis. So who? And, uh, yeah, what's who, up? Who who won in the fights growing up? You oh, he him. did. He'd still beat me. I can be. Six foot three, two hundred twenty pounds, and he would beat me all day long. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna need. To, I'm gonna need to see him to believe it because I, I mean, I saw you in person the other day. You're not little, bro. No, I'm not. But you, you it's different. He's the older brother, I and mean, I, I don't know. He he holds nothing back. I I hold back because you know I love him, and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna hurt him. <laughs> but he doesn't hold back. He he gets after it. So when you set the bar for for interviews on this show, you got to tell him he's got to come on and, and follow it up, man. Because good, I agree. I mean, you know, we we got to hear his I'm br- side. Of the I'm bringing I'm bringing him on after Memphis and Ole Miss play. That's what I'm do doing it. because we're gonna make it dramatic then. Do like a co podcast or something. There you go. We've done it before. So, all right. Obviously, you mentioned your dad and and being really good at baseball, having the opportunity to play some pro baseball. Was, was there any pressure growing up to play baseball or were you able to try out multiple sports or different sports or was it just uh, baseball and that was it? Um, no, I grew up playing all of them. I mean, uh, the main ones, you know, basketball, football, baseball, and uh, a little soccer in my second grade. You know, I don't really count that though. 
uh, I think in eighth grade, I played, I played some tennis, ran some track, Man, and then I, yeah, I just full send it. You know, Daniel, I think you might be the one kid that grew up in the Memphis area that didn't at least play soccer once. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. plays it at least once. Yeah, at yeah. some age. It's like a coming of age thing, you know. Daniel hates soccer. He, now he hated it. Then he refused. Let me tell you what. At five years old, I had the opportunity to play tackle football, and yeah. so I went out to the local Frazier team, the Frazier Rams. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And these dudes were lighting each other up, and I had played like t-ball. That was the only organized team sport that I played up until this point. So like I'm overwhelmed and kind of a little nervous, but my dad was like, just give me two weeks. If you want to not do it anymore after two weeks, then fine. We won't do it anymore. That's right. And guess what? Ended up playing all the way through high school. Loved it. Loved it. Got beat up every day, but really I think I was a better player for it. And so what you're saying had you quit football after two weeks, you would have been to be a soccer player. <laughs> not, not a chance. Not a, I'm, I might've been a better baseball player. <laughs> I really don't, I really don't know. Uh, but Trent, I, I say all that to, to say, you know, obviously to get where you're at, there had to be some hard work and some things that you yeah. did prior to that. So tell me a little bit about uh, growing up playing. Was it, immediately jumping into travel ball or was it rec leagues and then you you were the best on the team so naturally you went on to play rec or travel ball yeah uh so uh i mean i think you get to this level you're you're probably pretty naturally gifted from a early age so um i think so i went straight into travel ball i started at five years old not i mean that's not travel ball technically but competitive i played for the memphis tigers growing up you know i'm sure you all know what that is um And, uh, yeah, played for them, uh, loved them, loved that place, awesome. I'll never forget it. Uh, played for them until I was about, uh, what was it, 16? You know, at 16, I got to junior year, and uh, I realized that, you know, I was I was a little bit better than uh, the competition around me and everything. I wanted to, you know, get get out there more and play against some, some better teams and try to up my game. And uh, that's when I really, when I really like, you know, up my game. And uh, I played for a five-star national um, with uh, Andy Burris as my as the head coach, and that was a greatest experience in my life. That was an amazing time. Um, so much fun playing baseball then. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the story with travel ball. You know, it just started from an early, really early age, and went where, to where? Local places. Where did you go to high school? I went to Christian Brothers High School. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I know, depending on who your head coach is of your high school ball team, some of them are big proponents of travel ball. Some of them are not so big proponents. And yeah, I mean, obviously, in, in or at least when I was playing at Bolden, we were able to play travel ball, but we also had the opportunity to, the school had a team over the summer. Um, you know, we played pretty heavy competition as much as we could. We just didn't travel like you would on a, on a travel right. team. Um, but, you know, being at CBU, you're playing the best of the best. Was there any um, 
issues with going outside a CBU to play travel ball or was the CBHS. coach really or CBHS I'm yeah. sorry um or was the coach really supportive of you guys you know yeah so uh in the past uh the old coach um I only had him for a couple of years he didn't really love the travel ball idea us going out but uh so we would play with him for until like mid-July or so and then we go out and play for our other travel ball teams but uh when uh Jason Mott, the new head coach, came in, a familiar name to a lot of baseball people. Um, he was awesome, and he said, I understand what you all got to do. You know, new modern age of baseball, you got to get out there and stuff and do your stuff against better competition. I mean, if and I'm a high like, school baseball coach, that's what I'm – that's what I'm yeah. wanting. Like, and, and because I'm in the North Mississippi scene, um, a lot of the the best of the best obviously play for EBC and Ed Easley and everything, yep. and they're yep. getting – you know, they're going against best of the best nationwide during travel season. So, it only just makes better for their high school team. Yep. Yeah, it, it really comes down to who are you playing for and are they a trusted organization in the summer because what you don't want to do as a high school coach is – lose guys to stupidity you know <laughs> they're out there doing things for other coaches that they have no business doing um but you know you mentioned jason what was it like playing for jason it was fantastic it was a total total turnaround of the uh just the mood of the team like we played with so much more fun so much more swag like it, should, it was night and day you know um you know he's he's been through it. He knows how to handle baseball and uh, and uh, better baseball players. So like we have a couple guys on the team, well, my last year, who were you know better than the average player. And so he really knows how to handle us um, better than I would say um, any other coach would or anything, because you know he played at the highest level. So. Yeah, with that, is it intimidating when a, you know, a guy, a pro of his caliber is like your head coach? Is that like out the gate before you kind of get established with him? Is it it like an intimidating day he walks in? Uh, Well, when I got there, he was an assistant coach. So I had already kind of known him. And he was, was, but he's a super genuine, awesome guy. Very nice guy. um, Very outgoing guy. So, uh, but I mean, I can definitely see, you know, being a freshman, being like a big baseball fan as long as a player, as well as a player. Um, and they just – I bet you they're probably pretty nervous coming in, you know, such a big name like that. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I mean, some he would get pretty mad sometimes. And, you know, that wasn't very, very uh, delightful. But, you know, he was, that was that was very, very rare. And it was usually something that deserved, deserved the yelling. If, if your coach ain't getting into you at least once or twice a season, then, I mean, come on now. Yep. I guess that's – you got to be humbled. You got to, you know, ratchet up expectations. You can't be flat. You got to consistently be growing and developing. And it looks like, you yep. know, Jason did that for you, for you personally, not only you but your team. You were number seven overall ranked player from Tennessee and the number one catcher. Um Obviously, when you become number one or top 10 in anything, no matter what sport, what position, you start getting looks at the next level. So at what point um, did you start realizing, man, I could play not at the next level, but at a high level um, at the next level? And then what were the what were your options? Um, I think 
I think I, I realized it going into freshman year of high school. Uh, I think before that, I was kind of like, yeah, I could, I could probably play some SEC baseball, you know. And, uh, I mean, and the draft wasn't, like, anywhere in my mind. You know, I was just having fun playing the game. And I was like, maybe I could play, you know. And I started getting some calls from some uh, some teams. And, uh, or, well, I wasn't getting calls. We had to, like, set up calls, you know, whatever. But, um, and uh started talking to some teams. And uh, so – and then what teams were you talking to? Yeah, it was, I'm trying to think. So going into my freshman year, I think the first team I started talking to was actually Ole Miss. And uh, they got me really early. And then, you know, I was naturally, you know, I was talking to Memphis and like some other, you know, smaller mid-major schools around around that area. But uh, I think at one point I was talking to almost every SEC school and like, and uh, and some a few, like maybe three or four ACC schools, and that that was that was it right there. And uh, there it took a while to offer me because it was like, I was very. It was like a I don't know if like it was like kind of scary like look at me because I was really skinny, uh, smaller. My body hasn't like formed, so they couldn't really tell like if I would fill out. And when I filled out, if I would be any good, you know, you know, you can only predict so much. So uh, I just appreciate Ole Miss, you know, taking taking the chance on me. And I think I turned out pretty well. Well, Did Daniel, it? Daniel, I, I was going to say something to you real quick. You you know, universally, when we talk, you know, I think back to, you know, first Ole Miss guest was Nikhazy, right? Like, and he was getting approached by Coach B going into his freshman year. Coach B wastes no time. Almost every – kid that, that has came there as a freshman he was on them from the second they got to high school like coach b wastes no time when he sees somebody he's interested in he beats everybody to the punch am i wrong oh no you, i mean that's that's kind of where, where i was gonna go with this is like if Ole miss wasn't the first person to come after you do you think the result would have ended up being the same or because they invested in you, especially as a freshman, really early, and they're showing interest. Like I'm sure that had to go a long way with you making a decision. Like, hey, like this is the first team that wants me. They're willing to invest in me, and they are still here as I'm getting ready to make this decision. You know, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. He, he um, probably I looked and saw how many pros or made out of catchers at Ole Miss and said, hey, Yeah, no, that was definitely a factor. That's why I kind of like Georgia Tech, too, because, <laughs> you know, Kevin Parada and uh, um, I, it's a very common name. Uh, he's, he's in the big leagues, I think, right now, or maybe just finished. I'm, I'm sure um, winning a national championship two years ago didn't hurt either. <laughs> yeah, so uh, actually the reason why I committed, I was like, they were like, my dad was like, why, why do you want to go here? I was like, I want to win a national championship. And that was, way, that was before they'd ever won a national championship, you know? So, so, uh, so my question is, so they won a national championship. What was it? Why Ole Miss? Was it the fact that you could play for a national championship? Was it the fact that you had the opportunity to possibly be a pro-level talent? Or was it something totally different? Um, I just, it just felt right. Um, you know, I, I went to other schools 
and looked at them, you know. And uh, I'm a big feel guy, so uh, I really like feel not as much like you, know, you can look at facts and all that fun stuff as as much as you want, you know, like money and what the dorm rooms look like. But, uh, you know, I kind of went to Ole Miss, and I didn't really care about any of that. I was just like, this is the right place for me, you know. So, uh, and the coaches definitely helped with that. You know, Coach Lafferty, uh, he was he's the uh, one of the assistant coaches, uh, recruiting coordinator. He did a great job recruiting me and just developed that relationship and loved him and uh, loved Coach Clement. He would talk to me every once in a while. And uh, Coach, Coach Bianco was awesome, too, you know, just very, very accepting of me. and being a rebel so yeah coach Lafferty is complimented basically by every Ole Miss baseball player we have come on here so shout out to him but when you get to Oxford you know I I was just talking about the catchers and I could obviously give the list for days but you know obviously it's in a rebuilding phase um you know lost a lot of players after the national championship lost a lot of players last year so um new guys uh coming in and everything but specifically in your position you know it was Hayden Dunhurst two years ago goes in the early rounds and then it's Calvin Harris. And so for you, do you feel any pressure when, um, you know, you're going to have to fill in the shoes of guys like that, or is it something that you're excited about and looking forward for the challenge? Um, I think naturally there's, you know, some nerves there. Um, if you don't have nerves then you're not, you're not human, mm-hmm. you know, you can act as confident as you want, but, you know, it's, it's going to be there, but um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to fill any shoes of any past players. I'm just trying to be me and, uh, you know, create a new name for when I leave here, you know, the, the Trenton Lions name. And that, that's, that's my biggest thing. So uh, be, be myself and just give back, give back to the, to the fans and by my producing in the field and, you know, and, Hopefully, get a lot of beer showers and you know win win a championship or two or three. I don't know. See what happens. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And there is a lot of expectations. Um, I hear your name. Um, one of the first names when I get there to fall ball that first day. Um, a lot of people talking about you. So a lot of a lot of excitement. Um, and you know, I was just talking about your size. One of the first things I noticed. Um, you know, coming up to you obviously tall broad kid um and i know that old miss is known for the weightlifting program so um you know what's that been like you know what is what is your goal because you were talking about on a skinny frame um most guys we talk to are trying to get to a certain weight add on a certain weight um for you wh- what does that look like um by this season i you know if, if if the world was perfect in every situation i would love to be like 210 pounds mm-hmm. right now i'm about 190 195 but uh i think in a more realistic version because it's it's i eat a lot of food i i i I lift a lot um i have a really fast metabolism you know i know you can now eat a metabolism not trying to make excuses but i realistically it's gonna be more like 200 205 which is fine with me you know i'm not going to big leagues next year you know so yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I, I think if you continue on the process you have, and like I said, the uh, I've I've seen all the videos, I've seen the work they've put in, I've seen guys through over the last few years grow, um, you know, mm-hmm. physically and mature. And you and you know, obviously, you're still, you know, obviously not at your peak. You're just you're just what 18 years old. So like, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of growing left to do in general. Just continue to build, um, you know. So 
on this team, um, if I was counting down the the, the roster sheet the other day, I, I think I had 17 plus transfers on there because y'all haven't released your yeah. official roster um, coming in. So many, you saw FR next to so many names, including yourself. So one of the things is going to be team chemistry, right? Because you've got a lot of moving pieces coming in. Um, so, so far through practices, through these fall ball inter-squads, inter-squads um, you know, how do you feel that y'all are starting to come together? Obviously, it's early, but are you feeling good about what you're seeing? I, I feel, I mean, I think you, you, you I think, I think fans are going to see a, a, just a whole new team, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, and I think the coaches did a really good job at finding energy, like energy booster players. That makes right. sense. Like, yeah. uh, like and, and Grayson Sanye said 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 as much when I was talking to him the other day and asked him that the exact question I asked you. Uh, you know, he said, "Man, I feel really, really good about this team we got." He's like, "No joke." He's like, "He's like, I think we're gonna make some noise." Yeah, for sure. Sure. So, um, you know, obviously y'all got um the the fall ball again this weekend. Um, you know, just one of the best parts about being a part of an SEC team and and these, you know, going through it, you're going best on best, right? So yeah. it's not like you're you're going and playing some nobodies. Um y'all <clears throat> y'all being challenged by, you know, the best pitchers on your team and and you know, going against them, you know, so just how excited is you, you know, you look up, you just get to continue to do this every weekend. And then you obviously, you know, you'll have the, the pizza bowl and the Omaha challenge and all this yeah. thing. So like, I mean, as a freshman coming in, you know, um, is, you know, just how much fun are you having with this right now? Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's an adjustment for sure. You know, SEC pitching and everything. Um, but I, I love every second of it. It's, I've always had just so much. There's some people that, you know, in the face competition, they kind of back down. But I've always enjoyed and loved competition just more than anything, especially when I'm surrounded by a bunch of guys who are, who are like me, like-minded guys who uh, who want to compete just as much as me. So I, I, I just – I like competing and the, the fast-paced of the game and uh, just really works in my brain. So, uh, you know. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, something that I, I always want to know, um, you know, obviously we talk about how many Ole Miss guests and we always get a, a lot of the the knowledge that Coach B is dropping on y'all and, you know, you coming in this year. You know, so far, what's been one of the, the biggest messages that you've maybe taken away from him? Um, <clears throat> I knew coming in here, coming into Oxford, that he loved energy, you know, I, but I never really knew until I experienced it firsthand with the team and the, the leaders on the team, just exactly how much energy, like be yourself, but bring people along with you, um, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing is uplift each other, be, be a, a producer in energy and, you know, give off energy and bring people along on your energy bus. So yeah, no, and I mean, I would agree with that because I uh, followed and covered throughout the season over the last three seasons and in Omaha with Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and LSU, um, that was the case. I mean, um, you had a lot of leadership on that team. You had a lot of chemistry on those teams, and um, so it was no surprise that they all had talent, but you had to have those other things, right? Talent isn't going to win it alone, and so, um, yeah, I think that's that's a big thing for everybody to have the energy, have that engagement, to have each other's back, lift each other up, all the things you talked about. You know, you mentioned leaders and that and that was one of the things I wanted to ask, you know, um, who are a couple leaders 
there's always, you know, obviously there's probably a ton, but is there anybody specific, you know, that's really just helped you um, as you've came in as a freshman kind of pour into you? Yeah. yeah. Um, Reagan Burford, he's, uh, he's probably the biggest guy that's really had an impact on me. Um, he's an awesome guy to be around. Um, he, uh, he's, just, he, he's, a, he's the definition of energy. He gives off that energy, you know, um, him and uh, actually one of the transfers, uh, Andrew Fisher. Uh-huh. he he brings like so like Burford's more of like the you know knowledgeable energy guy and uh Fisher's just like the get after guy Daniel you let know, me, t- let me in- tell you about Fisher yeah. Daniel I have just sat in my seat as fall ball starts and the second pitch he gets off our upcoming guest my boy Riley Maddox from Jackson Rep that joker goes right off the middle of the batter's eye. I mean he absolutely cranked it and then he'd go on to do it again in the next next day so Keep that name in your mind, Daniel. Andrew Fisher, based upon – I know it's just fall ball, but kids hitting bombs. Yeah, I think I was catching that, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. So, um, you know, last question, and then, man, I'll let Daniel play a game. Um, you know, give me – this is a fun question we like to ask. You could say any teammate, right? They're all your boys, but I, I want you to make a prediction. Give me somebody that you think – is going to just have a massive year. Like if you if you were to be laying money down that somebody's just just going to really go off this year, who's that guy? Ooh, that's hard. And it could be pitcher or hitter. Like it doesn't. It can go either way. That's really hard. Um, thank you, man. I got I got a few guys in mind. I'm trying to pick one. If it ain't my boy Leger, I'm gonna be mad. No, no, that's he. He asked, I was actually just about to say that. I was like, in the very first, when he first said that, was the first thought to my mind was Leger. He's been, he's been breaking. I think he's got three bombs so far in the inter squads and maybe four. I, just, I, don't even I know. think last year that he just struggled a little bit with the transition coming um, from Juco to there. And that doesn't always happen with guys, but, you know, he'll, he'll tell you, you know, he just, he wasn't necessarily um, having good ABs, but. Um, I know the talents there. Um, you yeah. know, his his best friend was Braden Jobert, who's my actually my favorite player from LSU, who I'm tight with. And he told me the the kid can flat out rake too, just like you said. So I think I think last year, you know, he had to kind of get those out. But this year, you know, he's established there. People are looking to him as a leader. I, I expect yeah. good things out of him. I think it's his time, his turn. What get what about uh give me give me a picture who's who's looked good. Um, you know, we've obviously talked about Sanye, so give me somebody yeah, yeah. else. Who who do you think has looked really good out there on the mound? Well, you got JT Quinn. JT Quinn been uh last outing dealing, was dealing. His is just it was slider after slider after slider, just the grossest slider. It was like and it's hard. He it throws about eighty, I think it was like eighty six, eighty seven. And uh just I think it was it was like one two three bang out gone, and uh, I think he went he went three innings that day, and I can't remember what the score was off of him. I I, I we may have gotten one run off of him, but uh yeah he I think he he has a really good chance at being a uh, being a legit dude on the weekend for for the team. No doubt. Well, I'm gonna let I'm um, Daniel this game, but I'm gonna tell you I, I want to check and see the schedule. I can't I can't do tomorrow. I can do Friday again, so I'm gonna have to miss Grayson pitch again. But Friday, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to see something. I I want 
at minimal. I'm I'm not gonna ask for a, a home run. I'm gonna need like a double to the gap at least. Double to the gap. Yeah, at minimal. I'll, I'll point you, you can go ahead and hit a bomb if you want, but I'm gonna need at least see one lace to the gap. I'll lay off the gas a little bit and hit a little double. <laughs> Love it. Nice. So the we're at a point now where you get to make a decision, Trent. And I'm not I'm I'm not gonna put any pressure on you, but just so you know, we're gonna play a game. You have the option to play, but of the three hundred guests that we've had, nobody has ever said no to playing. <laughs> so are you down to play? What if I said no? Well, I mean, we'd end the episode and we would talk smack about you on the way. <laughs> I guess I'll play. Guess I'll play. All right, sweet. It's called this or that. It's very simple, Trenton. I give you two options. You can't say both. Can't say neither. Pick one that speaks to you. Be decisive and just go with it, man. All right. All right. This or that is brought to you by Chinook Seedery. Trenton, you ever had some Chinook seeds? I have. Of course you have. They are the best in the game. Am I right? Do you know why? You're going to be bad at this, Daniel. You know how you complained that all I did was give you original. What if yeah. I told you I gave Trenton the other flavors? Mm. Wow. Does that hurt your does that hurt your heart? You're my friend of 28 years. I had just met Trenton and I gave him other flavors. Does that I hurt think I got a cracked pepper. That's, <laughs> so, so now so now I have to tell Trenton the story. So, you know, we get hooked up with Chinook. Chinook gives Jim a variety of seeds to give, you know, some to me, him, and our other hosts. He's like, hey, man, I got you. I'm going to be mailing you a, a, a care package. And- Before he tells the next part of the story, let me tell you something, Trent. You're familiar as as a guy who knows SEC ball, obviously, especially pick Ole Miss. Left, left field lounge is going off, right? I took my seeds out there, and I can't help that they all just kind of went through everything. And so – what I had left was what I had left. So now Daniel can tell you. So I just want to make sure I'm a little scapegoated here yeah. because the the folks out in Starkville are to blame. No, not yeah. a chance. I ain't believe like he Trent ain't believing no bull crap about folks in Starkville. He don't even care about that place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, he's all jacked up. He's got me pumped up. He's like, I sent your box, man. It's coming in the mail. You'll get it on this day. Here's the tracking number. Blah blah blah. I look at the tracking numbers like Tuesday. I'm like, oh man, Tuesday rolls around. I go out there, the box is there. Boom, I'm excited. So I bring the box in, I open it up, I dig through all the paper and all the other stuff that was in there, and I grab the first bag, original. Oh, cool, original. I get to check out the, you know, the the foundational seed that they that they made. Reach in there, bag two, original. I'm like, oh, original must be really good. Like you gave me two bags. Reach in there, third bag, boom, original. <laughs> Three bags of original seeds. That's just unlucky. Yeah. No. Here's the Ooh, thing. Just, oh wait. The, the, the whole the whole the whole thing was just original. Yeah, original. <laughs> these these guys got flavors from mild to wild. I mean, they just got totally. yeah. I mean, they got oh. you know hatch chili. They've got you know smokehouse barbecue. They got all kinds of just amazing flavors, and he gives me original. Original. Bro, I was out. I'm sorry. Maybe yes. he thinks you're just like an original guy. You know? But I, now I, so. I got He's six like... cases right here. The more you tell this story to people, the longer it's going to take before I send one of these cases that has all well, eight flavors in my wild. I'm just going to keep taking them to Oxford and giving them out for free just because. You know, and, and, and so that's why I got to go to my local racetrack. And if, if you're looking for the seeds, go to any racetrack. You can find them there. Um, 
you know, and I got I got to get my my Parmesan peppers. I got to go get my jalapeno ranch. Can I, I, can I go tell get you what my came cinnamon at, toast crunch? Can I at least flavors. tell you what came in that, Daniel? And Trenton will appreciate this. Leger is going to be the ambassador for Ole Miss for um, Chinook Cedary because he took that awesome picture with the swag and the seats laid out. And he had the shades. Yeah, that's a, that's a and they, and yeah they, they met. They messaged me and they were like, "This is the guy we want." And I was like, "He's the right guy." He's the dude. That's the right guy. I mean, anyhow. So this or that, this game's brought to you by Chinook Seeds. Go get yours, local racetrack, or go online. Get the best seeds in the game. But, Trenton, softball question to start you off, man. PlayStation or Xbox? Got to pick one. Xbox. What's your favorite game? Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. That's I, I will beat anybody in that game. Ooh, I like that. That's a challenge. Uh, I know somebody who will take prestige, prestige master level. Are, one. are are you familiar with one Chase Dolander? I am. All right. Well, Chase, will uh, if you are serious about that offer, I will have you take on the the pro from Tennessee, and I'll let y'all battle. I don't play that game at all, but I'll set it up. We Bring like it. challenges. Bring it, Daniel. We've always had athletic challenges. We fixing to take it to video games, bro. Esports, baby. Let's go. We'll we'll live stream it on the pod. We'll yeah. do, I'll do some commentary. You know, you y'all don't want me up in there because I just <laughs> you I'll just ain't slay no good at, you it's ain't like, no it, good it, at it, that it, game. Do you crazy. play that game for real, or are you just talking, Daniel? I, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> I said y'all don't want me in there. I would just slow you down. Oh, I thought she was gonna talk smack. Hey, I, I think you get into it. It's a pretty intense game. No, he would it's get pretty, into it. He just don't nah, got time. Nah, I I would definitely get into it, and I would definitely try, but. I would not be very good at all. Just not my thing. Give me some Mario Kart, something real easy. Like, we're if, good. If, if anybody listening wants to ever catch some sticks on Madden on PlayStation, let's mm. go. Hi, Trent. Breakfast for breakfast or breakfast for dinner? Breakfast for breakfast. That's that's stupid. I don't. I don't. I do not want breakfast for dinner. That's gross. Um, you, are you sure you're from Memphis? Yeah, I Aww. hate breakfast, dude. I would eat steak all day long for breakfast, or a burger for breakfast, or some buffalo wings. I do not. I just I cannot eat breakfast food. Mm. Man, that's my heart. That's crazy. Crazy. Sorry, sorry about it. You're not it even is, a bacon. You're not even a bacon guy. Oh no, I I, I, I mess with some bacon. All right, all right. It's me. You know, I like I like that bacon. If you were left on an island and you had the option of being by yourself or being with your worst enemy, who would, which one would you choose? Um, by myself. I'd be by myself. Yeah, I think that's the way to go for me. Like, I don't want to deal with anybody's nonsense, anybody's drama, yeah. anybody like bringing me down. If if anything, I'll be able to just just worry about me. Yeah, I can go crazy by myself, you know. Or you can just think like Griffin Herring, national championship pitcher from LSU, who decided to come on here and say um, he would bring – if you're stranded on an island, he said he'd bring his worst enemy. That way desperate times came for desperate measures. He'd eat them. And that was Mm. the wildest answer we've had to that question, Trenton. Me and and Daniel just kind of sat there and looked at each other like, did he just say – that he would, you know, he was a cannibal, like. You know, you know, I, I thought about that, but I, I, I don't know if I should have brought that on there. So. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't have brought he, that. that up. We've, he, we've, he, now, he, we've now brought him up like ten times. He's going to be known as like. You know, going to get he some sort of cannibal that. nickname. He can do that. He's proved himself. He can do that. I'm a freshman trying to make my name come up. You know, so. Gotcha. Would you rather own a massive yacht or a private jet? Massive yacht. 
No, 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 no. I changed my mind. Changed no, my mind. no, no. Don't yeah. change it. That's very smart. Very smart. Like I need a jet. I gotta have the jet. I gotta get places real fast. Go anywhere oh. fast. Anywhere fast. Exactly. I mean, oh. a yacht is like so much cooler. You can sleep on the water in the middle of the ocean. But like, I need to get places fast. I hate mm. getting planes and you know just having to deal with all that TSA crap. There you go. Get it. Stop all right. Thing. Would you would you rather spend an hour in a walk-in freezer or two hours in a sauna? Two hours in the sauna. Plays baseball yeah. in Mississippi. He does it regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. This is the this is the big question. This is the last question. Would you rather win the lottery, which the lottery right now, Powerball is over a billion dollars. Would you rather win the lottery or would you rather win a national championship? National so championship. Like, uh, not national championship. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not messing with that. There, I I mean, give my, I'll give you my reasons. Well, yeah, before, before that's you justify yourself. That's not me trying to be like, oh yeah, I love baseball. You know, that's me thinking about, you know, what's ahead. So like, I win that's, that's you thinking silly. Well, hold on. I, I was, hold on. Trent, I before you do overly too. defend yourself, every guest but one has said they would take a national championship, including guests who, who have had national championships. Um, Gavin Gidry sat there and had his ring and said, I wouldn't trade this for a million dollars. So you're not alone in this. But me and Daniel just – we like money a lot. Daniel's got a national championship ring, and he's he's adamantly told you he's going to grab it right now. He will trade yes. that bad boy in a heartbeat. I will – Throw that thing. Yeah, didn't you say a hundred grand? You just do it for a hundred grand. I throw that thing off the Skyway Bridge. <laughs> well, I mean, think about the opportunities you got. You know, you win a national championship. I mean, who doesn't want the national championship freaking star? You know, at, at their at their job. You know, you, you you get banked that way. You know, if baseball doesn't work out, you know, you just you get hired by some top dude. You know, whatever. And I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with making a hundred. You know, million dollars a year. I don't need a bill. True, true. I still take that that hard, cold cash right now, though. Oh, Trent, man, it's been a blast, dude. Anything you want to plug or promote before you bounce? Uh, you know, not really. Not, not, I, don't, I don't got nothing yet, so, you know. No, nothing on social media, no merch, no nothing. That's early. Dude, I, I, don't, I don't got – I don't got nothing. That's why I'm here, right? Don't don't worry. I'm going to I'll get to the athletic collection and have because I need to already talk to him about uh Leger and Burford because you already brought it up. Because Ole Miss just got approved um to do NIL through the athletic collection, who's one of our sponsors. Let me get all you boys set up with posters. The only one I got was Jacob Gonzalez just in time for him to be drafted. So it really wasn't relevant anymore. But right. um, yeah, we'll we'll get you taken care of on that. We'll make sure Ole Miss uh folks are getting posters and and you're getting NIL through that. But I will say yeah. this, Daniel. Um, they got for uh I'll plug this. Um starting tomorrow, obviously it's hard, you know, getting away in the afternoon at 2 30, but they got uh inter squads um all weekend uh down at Swayze. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a fun weekend. Great weather, there. too. Great weather. Hey, except Saturday. Going to be, it's gonna the be back hot again. Beat the Hawks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right, everybody. We need to put Trenton on the map. So, once you go on over to Instagram at Trenton underscore Lions 11, 
go give them a little follow. Mm-hmm. Send them a little DM if you like what you see. If you don't, just follow them. <laughs> Say what's up. It's all good. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. And also follow Ole Miss Baseball at Ole Miss BSB. Trenton, man, it's been a blast, dude. We wish you nothing but the best. Go make a name for yourself. And if we can help promote you along the way, reach out to us. Let us know, man. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Absolutely. That's Trenton Lions, everybody. If you like hearing Trenton's story or you just like hearing us average Joes talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twix. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. As always, comments, ratings, feedback, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, love. We'll take it all, and we'll see everybody next week. we got episode 26 coming at you where Big Daddy Storm himself is coming back on the show. we got to unpack some wrestling. we got WWE Fastlane. we got NXT No Mercy, AEW Wrestle Dream. A lot to talk about, a lot to get into. So we'll see you guys next week. This has been the In Off the Bench Podcast. As always, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.